Welcome back to another day of trading on Dynasty Wall Street, where every week we take three players and react to their value using the Dynasty Trade Calculator. Now, let's go down to the floor with our traders, Russ Fisher, John Bosch, and Kane Fussell. Welcome back, everybody, to another day of trading on the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Russ and Kane here today to use DynastyTradeCalculator.com and all of its calculating and ranking goodness to help you make some trades. Now that football is here, football has happened. Week one is in the books. And at least my, I know whenever it's just two of us, we do all four positions and I have two, Kane has two. I know mine two are very week one centric and uh, Kane has quarterbacks. So let's find out where we're going first. Uh, so I want to, I want to preface this. This is a starting quarterback. Okay. Incredible, incredible completion percentage. Week one, 83%. What a time. Sure. Our, he only went 15 for 18. And sure he only threw yards. for 115 yards. Uh, he did throw for a touchdown. So that's fun. Um, to not a wide receiver or a tight end. Okay. Yep. It's a running back. <laughs> Um, let's talk about Desmond Ritter. Yeah, I saw that right away. Okay. Uh, because I, I don't, I think he's tough, right? I think he's right between that, like late first, early second kind of valuation in the calculator. It actually comes out to it. So the trade would be Desmond Ritter and a third for a late first. That feels spot on. I wouldn't look, man. We were just talking before we started recording that like week one isn't always it. Like this isn't what the rest of the season's gonna be like. I can't imagine a world where Pitts and London I I I don't even like it was so bad. It but the problem is that team is going to be good enough. I I'm not giving a first for Ritter. I I get it. He is exactly what we thought he would be. He's that mid-low QB2 that you can start if you really want to start two quarterbacks and you don't have a you know a wide receiver with upside to plug in that super flex. It's exactly what he is. I don't want to pay a first for that at all. Would I take a first for Ritter and a third? Yes. Uh, I would I wouldn't anyway I could get a first. Would you take an early second? Let's say you already have, say Ritter's quarterback three on your team. Would you take an early second? I mean, I'll even go a step past that. If I'm rebuilding and I, you know, rebuilding teams, you grab those young quarterbacks, especially Ritter, who, like, if he came out and threw for 250 yards and a touchdown and it was to Drake London instead of to Bijan, his value would have gone up. Of course, that didn't happen. But, like, that's yep. why on a rebuilding team, I, I had Desmond Ritter on a few of them. I would take an early second right now and just be like, okay, because like I said, it's it's not going to be like this every week. They're going to play a very safe game yeah. and it, he's never going to score a lot of points. So I, I think you're sort of, this is his value. I, I, I'm good taking an early second regardless of the situation. I'm, I'm with you there. And what's fun is this list. Oh boy. Russ is something. I, I, I am tingling with anticipation these are all four starting quarterbacks right now something to keep <laughs> i mind. love the preface all right <laughs> uh so we have ritter of course we have sam howell uh we have jimmy garoppolo and zach wilson yeah i was especially i was 
I knew Zach Wilson was coming on that yeah. one. That was a late addition to the list. I have to be honest. I kind of I liked what I saw out of Sam Howell. The interception was bad. He he threw that to nothing. And and the fumble was was jitters that he was like running backwards and had the ball in one hand. It was just I think he'll get better. I, I really do like Howell. If I want points this season, though, like right now, I think I'm putting Garoppolo at the top of the list. He looked good enough. He gave you those 18-ish points, which is really what you expect out of Garoppolo in general. And the team looked bad. Like, they didn't look good. So maybe you can get a couple of weeks where there's higher points out of him. I'll put Howell next. But... My thing, like they're they're pretty much the same, and I guess it's depending on what you're doing in your team right now. But if I'm talking about I want to score points, I'm going to take Garoppolo just because it's safer. Uh, Ritter third because he is what he is, and I still I don't care. I want nothing to do with Zach Wilson. So I have the same list as you, but I think Jimmy G isn't a tier by himself here. I think he is the top quarterback, and he is. This granted, is absolutely- you're going to get two personal bias Sam Howell I will say that because I've always I've always liked him and I think he looked good enough to make me believe that he can still get better like Jimmy G is the only person I know I'm gonna get two years out of that's a fair everyone everyone else it could what anything could happen right but at least I feel like I'm getting the best offense that's going to throw the ball from Jimmy G and the Raiders yeah um Howell and Desmond Ritter I think are really even they're a dead even to me um i don't if you put a third on top of one of them i'm fine i'd take the side with the third right and zach wilson is zach wilson um the but... only reason well there's a few reasons i put howell above ritter but like i think the biggest reason right now is i think washington's willing to let howell do more with the ball than atlanta will be with ritter so i think you have a better ceiling even though I agree. to me is exactly the same. I agree with you, but I think value wise, I think they're incredibly identical. Okay. So if I, if I can just get a pick on top of one of them, I would just take the pick. Okay. That's fair enough. With it. All right. So you also have running backs. So who are we talking about at running back? So we just talked about some young guys. Now we got to go old. All right. I was really, I was worried you were going to take us to like Tyler Algier. So I'm glad you're not. Um, I, I, we're actually going better player here, um, which is fun. Um, it would be bad yeah. if it was the other direction. Okay. Yeah. And granted, Aaron Jones did kind of get banged up a little, but I still want to talk about Aaron Jones here. Um, yeah, he only takes nine carries, 41 yards for a touchdown, but don't forget also took one to the house, uh, receiving goes two for 86 through the, uh, through the air with a touchdown, right? So like he is. I feel like he's a large part of that offense, provided that he's healthy. The question is, would you give up a late first and a third round pick for Aaron Jones this early in the season? No. And here's the thing. I love Aaron Jones. I really, really do. Um, I think we've hit the point of Aaron Jones where it's, this is the year. This is the year. This is the year. This is the year. And when you hit that player, or you hit that point with those players, they're just not worth a first anymore. I think would I do like a second and a third for Aaron Jones? Very, very two seconds for Aaron Jones. I might even do, but I I, I can't give up a first at this point. I mean, I'm not even talking like 
if the news came out right now that he's completely fine, you know, his hamstring got a little angry, but you know, they, he got a massage and he's doing cartwheels or however you prove that your hamstring is fine. Like, sure. Like nothing really changes with that because I agree with everything you said. He's a very, he's a part of that offense. He is just a lot better than AJ Dillon to me. And he's, especially with Christian Watson now will, will be a very continue to be a very big part, but he, I think is that main running back. I think he is definitely more likely to catch passes out of the backfield. I still don't want to give a first for him just because I want to win, but it's week one. Like if this was week seven or eight and he's been healthy and he's been scoring this entire time, that'll start changing. You know, the closer you get to the playoffs, the more you're willing to pay for running backs, but especially a dude that tweaked his hamstring week one. I don't want to give a first for so I'm just going to pull the John Bosch cautionary tale here. Uh, if John was here, he would tell you, um, you don't know what your team's doing after a single week. Yep. The fantasy football. There's still a lot to play. Yep. But I think it's worthwhile talking about, like trying to identify these guys that, you know, it's we're going to get a few weeks into the season and there's going to be teams that know they're not good anymore. It could be, you know, six weeks into the season. Right. And they're like, this just, it's not coming together. Yeah. And they have some of the, so I have three guys on this list and they have one of these guys and it's going to be the question of, are you going to give up a couple seconds? Or are you going to give up potentially late first for that playoff push? And these are the three that I feel like are going to be targeted um, just due to age a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously we have Aaron Jones. Um, I also have to bring up Derek Henry, uh, more question marks with him with how much he played. And then Joe Mixon are the three that I want to talk about. It's just three because there's not many that are around them in value that are similar aged. Yeah. And and it's really funny that you put Derek Henry and Joe Mixon out there because they're two players that, man, I don't think those games go games in the forward. Like those games were so that Titans. I'm completely saints. I think they played where like there was only field goals. Like it was just ugly. Like, mm. And I mean, Tannehill is just not good. And then they healthy scratch Will Levis. I don't know what they're doing. Um, and then the Bengals are not bad. Like, like, you know, they're just, they're not as bad as that the game was. Um, I still think I put Derek Henry on top of this list because he's Derek freaking Henry. Like he's, he's still that dude. I don't think anything really changed. Um, I'll put Aaron Jones next and then Joe Mixon because like we're talking about right now, and that's all we can talk about because that's all we've seen. I, we haven't seen Joe Mixon look good yet. You know, he had that one game last year, literally one game. Uh, other than that, he looked terrible. So if we can get a few games of him, like not even needing to score 20 points a game, but like if he just looks better, he looks faster, he, you know, actually can juke someone, you know, make someone miss a tackle, you know, then maybe I start to value him a little more. But like Derrick Henry, his size doesn't go away. Like, you know, his ability to knock people down or you know, stiff arm them into retirement isn't gone. So I'm still going to have more faith that Derrick Henry can do all of that. And we've talked about Aaron Jones and then that's all the same. Yeah, no, I I'm with you on that exact list. I think uh, Derrick Henry is going to still get his yeah. Aaron Jones potentially could be the one for me here in this list. But with the, you add the hamstring injury when I'm just looking at them for what they can do for me this season, I think that's when he kind of goes a little bit below Derrick Henry for me. Derrick Henry right now healthy. Aaron Jones not healthy. Uh, Mixon's third. 
because I think I probably get another year out of Aaron Jones, potentially, maybe another year out of Derrick Henry. Um, I don't know if I get that out of Joe Mixon. Um, So that's the deciding factor. I don't know. I think it gets tough. But are you probably giving a first for the, let's say, week eight, week nine, all these three are still starting running backs. They're middle running back twos. Are you giving late ones for any of these guys? That's a that's a pretty strong caveat at the end of there. Like, I don't want to pay a first for someone who isn't scoring a lot of points. Like, right. if I'm giving a first for Derrick Henry or Aaron Jones, they need to be top 10 running backs. And I think on a team that has lost, has fallen out of contention, if they have Derrick Henry or Aaron Jones, even if they are top 10 running backs, they'll take a late first for them. Just because, again, they're 46 years old each. So, you know they don't hold much dynasty value. And if scoring points yep. is all of a sudden a bad thing for your roster, you, you take whatever first you can get. If they're scoring 12, 13 points a game, no, I'm not going to give a first for them. Again, like I said before with, with Ritter, like if two seconds, sure. You know, it really like, I'll give up two dart throws for very strong safety at running back, especially if you're like me and you're only running back on one of your teams is DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Yeah. That hurt. <laughs> I mean, like, I wasn't expecting the world, but I was expecting more than that. <sighs> okay, so now we get to my turn, and we're talking about wide receivers. And I want to go to, I believe it was Austria, where they filmed the the Sound of Music with, uh, you know, it was it Julie Andrews, like, spinning, and, you know, the hills are alive with the Sound of Music, and just start singing about Calvin Ridley at the top of my lungs with all the joy I can muster into my soul. Now, Calvin really did not miss time because he was hurt. And, but still he missed practically two years. And it was a very strong question as to whether he could be Calvin Ridley again. And again, week one, things are going to change, but 11 targets, eight catches for 101 yards and a touchdown. And, Beyond that, he just looked like Calvin Ridley. He looked good. And as the game went on, either the defense adjusted or things changed a little bit because, you know, all of a sudden Zay Jones started catching some balls at the end. So, again, are we talking 11 targets every game? That'd be cool. I don't necessarily know, but I'm like, I'm insanely excited to see this coming out of Calvin Ridley right out of the gate. There was no rust. He was there and ready to go. Calvin Ridley comes in at 19.8 on the calculator and a mid 24 first is at 20.5. So on again, it's, it's re, at least this is a wide receiver. He's 28, but doesn't have all those years on his body. Plus he's not a guy that depends on speed all that much. So age isn't the biggest contributing factor. So what are your thoughts between a mid first or even like if that's too strong, what about a late first for Calvin Ridley? I would give up a late first. Um, no problems there. Even though Calvin Ridley did once tweet at me and said he didn't like me, um, I will still give up a late first for him. You know, that was like, what, four years ago? Things have changed. between on people, Both of you have changed. You're both people there. don't forget. People don't forget. Maybe you should. Uh, I'm sure he's <laughs> forgotten about you. I, know. <laughs> uh, I don't really care. Um, but mid first, I, th- I don't hate it but i think i'm curious to see your list because potentially there's someone else 
that I could that I maybe like a little bit more that I could get. But like if I'm a playoff team, any sort of playoff team, I don't mind giving up a first for Calvin Ridley. Yeah, that's really the easy delineation here is if my team is competing, I have my first. I would easily send it for Calvin Ridley right now. Again, when you're competing and you're going out to acquire a player, if you have that confidence, that pick is the 112. And easily 112 for Calvin Ridley because he's going to play next year, you know? So, like, we're talking about multiple years of what could be very high-end wide receiver play. And let's face it, most players most players don't just fall off cliffs at the wide receiver position. So, cool, he finishes the season as a top 10 wide receiver. Oh, well, he'll be 29 next year. He can't do that again. Oh, no, you spent a fleet first last year and you still have a top 24 wide receiver like that's not a bad thing that's really good value so i think sending a late first is so easy a mid first my heart would probably make me do it would it be the smartest move clearly not especially like i remember uh i think it was last week like you were listing off uh the amount of very good running backs coming into into the draft as of right now next year where i know yeah. it'll it'll hurt to watch that rookie draft and me not have that mid first that i didn't hold on to but, you know, winning's worth it. Having Calvin, having Calvin Ridley on your roster is also kind of worth it. Winning's fun. Yes. Um, the list, which I should have had up and ready. Here we go. Okay, so this was a little tough because I tried to keep it to medium-aged and production uh, because going too young doesn't really help anything. And then... Calvin Ridley, again, he's 28, but doesn't feel like it because of missing two years. So if I put, like, Devontae Adams in there, like, age would have weighed the, the rankings. So here's my list. It's only four players. Brandon Ayuk, DJ Moore, Michael Pittman, and Calvin Ridley. Give that to me one more time. Brandon Ayuk, yep. DJ Moore, Michael Pittman, Calvin Ridley. Okay, uh, so this is relatively easy for me, to be honest. Um, I have Michael Pittman at first. I think he's just so clearly better than everyone else on that team. I have Calvin Ridley at two, which hurts my soul a little bit. Um, Brandon Ayuk at three, um, because Ayuk's at least going to get the touches. I don't know what the Bears are doing, so DJ Moore's fourth. Um, they just didn't even really scheme things for DJ Moore, which you'd think they would have. Um, so I was confused. Um but yeah, that's my list. Pittman, Ridley, Ayuk, and DJ Moore. I was surprised, so surprised by that, because like in the preseason, they did. Like, you know, they didn't, Fields was out there a bit, but like they specifically were running plays that showed DJ yeah. Moore is still good in open space. And then week one, like, again, this is why I'm just hoping that week one, we can just like, take a big fat eraser and while it still doesn't erase it all the way away like you know you press down a little too hard on the pencil so you still see it but like yeah. maybe it doesn't get factored in as much uh my list is the same except i did put ridley first <laughs> just because i love both of them like both of those wide receivers are are on a lot of my teams um and honestly it's really just because i like his quarterback more you know, I, I have more faith that Trevor Lawrence keeping up what we saw last week as opposed to Anthony Richardson still being able to pass after people adjust for him. You know, like he didn't 
look like a horrible passer like everyone expected him to be so you know maybe they drop out into a little further back zone and things change like and the whole thing of rookie quarterbacks not usually creating top 12 to especially not even really top 20 wide receivers makes me a little hesitant but i just i Pittman's that good and especially better than everyone around him so i agree with you but i'm going to put ridley first because i love ridley and that's what i did Next, we move on to tight ends. And this is, you know, it made me happy to see Sam Laporta out there being part of the offense. And he was honestly the tight end I liked the most in the draft. Clearly, people had higher draft capital or maybe better prospects, whatever you want to call it. But Sam Laporta was the one I liked the most. And it, of course, the last time I really said those words out loud, it was with J.K. Dobbins. And we've seen how that's been working out. <sighs> So Sam Laporta, this past rookie draft in a tight end premium league, was drafted around the beginning of the second. He's pushed up a little bit to where he is now worth a late first and a third. So Sam Laporta in at 17, uh, late first is 14, and a third is, oh man, I forgot to write it down, but it's like two point something. So it gets you pretty much there. Um now I know we've seen one game out of a rookie tight end. And let's pretend we're talking about a trade addicts league where it's 0.75 premium. So it's it's pretty strong. Are you comfortable enough to give a late first to go get Sam Laporta? No. I yeah. want to say I would do this because of everything I just said, how much I liked him, how much I have him on my teams already. But yeah, I'm not giving up first. Like I didn't want to spend a first on the tight end, which is why... I never got Michael Mayer because he was getting drafted at the end of the first. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll wait six picks and go get the guy I like better anyway. And yet again, with what, at least two quarterbacks, two very, very good wide receivers and a bunch of very good running backs, it's going to be a pretty solid top half of the, of a rookie class. So I don't want any, I want all of my first because if I'm a competing team and I hold on to my first, I'm going to want to see what I can add to that first to move up and try and get one of those studly players. So it's this is a risk I don't care enough about. If I am a team where I have like six firsts, maybe I do something stupid. And I take if I have the guy who won the leagues first last year, and I just want Sam Laporta on my team, sure, I'll do it. And realizing that it's not the smartest of moves, but it makes me happy, and that's what trading is about sometimes, since I can say that because John's not here right now. And... Yeah, again, it's not the right move, but I like it, so I might do it anyway. The list. I kind of kept just adding players to this list. So it's, you know, my wide receiver list was only four, but this is five. So here's the list. Okay. Greg Dulcich, Dalton Kincaid, Sam Laporta, Michael Mayer, and Chig Okonkwo. All right. Uh, so right off the rip, Kincaid is one for me. Um, we saw him work in a little bit his first game. Like I like Kincaid quite a bit. I think he's going to work to be a bigger part of that offense. I don't mind be Sam Laporta being two here. Um, I actually have Michael Mayer third, just apparently I'm all in on the rookie tight ends. Um, I have Dulcich at four, even though he's injured. Um, and then I have Okonkwo at five. I just do not want additional pieces of the tight end offense. 
or of the excuse me the Titans offense. Like that's not a good bet. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want the second pass catcher on that offense. That's not going to be, whoa, be good whoa. this season. Don't don't put that disrespect on Traylon Burks' name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Am I though? You know. Well, okay. Let's put it this way: Traylon Burks caught passes yesterday uh, on Sunday. Cool. Chigakonko did not. Yeah. So yeah. my so my list is different. Like this is the first one where we are just like not the same. Though we both have Chigakonko on the bottom. I have Sam Laporta first. Um and this is absolutely confirmation bias. I really liked Laporta. He looked good. I love him now. Kincaid, he's good. It, it was never a question that Dalton Kincaid was good. And that the Bills offense can't look as weird as it did last night the Jets do have a very 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 good offense and Allen was rushed Allen was sloppy last night so I think that offense is going to look better I was distressed how many early targets were going to Deontay Hardy because I had to start him in some leagues where I'm rebuilding and I just figured I'd get a nice bagel out of that and then he caught four passes and I'm just like nope nope stop it why stop it why and I think going forward, Kincaid will be fine. If not, good. So he's second. I put Dulcich third because I still have faith in the fact that he did good when that offense wasn't good. I loved watching Cortland Sutton do well last on this past weekend. It, it made me very, very happy. Whether that is just a week one flash or whatever, it just made me happy to see Cortland Sutton catch a nice touchdown. Um but Greg Dulcich will be a part of that offense, especially for as long as Jerry Judy is out, again, assuming health. Um, I put Michael Mayer fourth, and I think it's really just because a combination of age and situation. I do think Michael Mayer in two years will be a very startable tight end, and Greg Dulcich could be a memory. But for right now, I'm going to put Dulcich ahead and then the Conquo last because he was fun while he lasted last season. But you're right. I don't think anybody's really thrilled to have that guy on their team right now. Well, that's all of our players. Any Anything to add before we head out of here? No, I think I'm just happy to have football back. You know, it's a blast. Yeah, it was so funny. Like A lot of people were victory lapping or tilting or whatever on Twitter on Sunday. And I literally just typed like, I'm just happy we get to watch football. Like that. that's really all it is. Like it was great. I was at a baby shower. I ignored everything because there was a bunch of people just sitting on a couch on the side of the house, you know, with TV while everyone else was in other places. So I'm like, yes, let's just sit and watch football. And I got to sit and watch football. That's just that that made me happy. So we are here. We are in football days. We are in the point scoring season. And we're going to be here every week to use Dynasty Trade Calculator for its trades and its rankings and to help you make trades because that's the best part of Dynasty. Let's be honest. So on that note, Russ Fisher at Dynasty Outhouse, Kane Fassell at Debbie underscore Kane, John Bosch at John Bosch FF, not here, but with us in spirit. Uh, ring the bell. We're out of here. 